0: You're listening to the Long Game Podcast. I'm your host, Sandra Scaiano. In online and service based businesses, the ability to take credit card payments is a must. It facilitates sales of our online products and courses, it allows for us to sell to national and international audiences, and it gives us various reporting features. Most of us use Stripe and PayPal for payment processing. And now many platforms are introducing their own forms of payment processing, like this is something that Kajabi has introduced recently. But it's still a Stripe product using their backend and their platform to power Kajabi payments. Over the years, I have always heard the PayPal horror stories, the ones where PayPal holds onto a business owner's launch funds and makes them jump through hoops, proving that they own the business and that the charges are legitimate. You know, and it's sometimes months later that PayPal releases the funds. This usually happens around launch times and surges in payment processing. You know, even if a a business owner has given PayPal a heads up about the charges to come. And these stories have been really debilitating for business owners who have teams and expenses to pay. I mean, imagine earning tens of thousands of dollars and not being able to access it. So for me, I have always used Stripe for my own business and recommended it to my clients for payments. Recently, I have heard my first real Stripe horror story from today's guest, fellow web designer and course creator, Shannon Mattern. Shannon's Stripe account was hacked and over $70,000 of fraudulent charges were processed by the hacker through a fake connected account. They were paid out instantly to that person's account via Stripe's instant payments, and then Stripe started pulling money out of Shannon's business account to pay back the victims for the theft. So you would think, like with your credit cards, that you call Stripe and you alert them to the issue and they refund you for the fraudulent payments. Shockingly, not so. I mean, what would you do if $70,000 worth of payments were processed to your account? So Shannon is here this week sharing about the experience and educating us all on what we can do if we are hacked and what we can do to prevent it. First off, I want to say that Shannon has recorded an episode on her podcast, The Profitable Web Designer, in June of 2023 that goes into the full backstory and enumerates her communication with Stripe. I recommend that you take a listen to that episode at some point, and we've linked to it in the show notes here. It is truly astounding what transpired, and how it was handled. So Shannon has now come out on the other side of this and is here to share her wisdom from this experience. You know, what's the first thing you should do if you suspect fraudulent activity on your payment account? Shannon shares how she handled this whole process, and there are really some great, great insights in here. We talk about the emotional aspects things like this really take on business owners, there is a psychological toll it takes on you. We also talk about why it's key to reach outside of yourself for help. And if you are completely over Stripe and PayPal, what are your options for accepting credit card payments? So take comfort in knowing there's always more than one way to do everything when it comes to digital business. And as much as there is to be scared of in this conversation, it's really about awareness. This is truly a story to make you think and to know what action you should take. The long game is Stripe Account Hack Awareness with Shannon Mattern. In a world where everyone is doing, it's easy to get lost in a sea of comparison, secret tricks, and promises of overnight success. The long game? That's my approach to business. You gotta show up, you gotta do the work, and there are no quick fixes for long-term success. It takes creativity, it takes strategy, and it takes listening to the voice inside you. I'm a web designer, digital strategist, and energetic thinker, bringing you real-world business-building experiences, conversations with creators who are out there doing it now, and ideas to spark the energy in your own business. And along the way, we're going to have a little bit of fun as well. So thanks for being here and let's get to today's episode. Welcome to another episode of the Long Game Podcast. Today is a doozy. We have Shannon Matterin, who is the founder of the Web Designer Academy, and she's also a web designer herself, obviously, and she is the host of the Profitable Web Designer Podcast too. We're here to talk about When things go south, right? We all use these different platforms and software and all of these tools in our business. What happens when something goes awry with one of those tools? And you are in the midst of a back and forth with the company or even a battle with the company about what's right, what the costs are, all of that. Sometimes to the point where you feel like you've got to get legal representation even to handle it. So we're going to talk about How setting yourself up and your business up can help you preclude some of that and you can walk around some of that. So, I want to welcome Shannon here, who's going to share some of her story with us. Welcome, Shannon. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. I mean, first of all, I just want to say, as I said in the intro, like everybody's got to go listen to Shannon's podcast episode on her profitable web designer podcast about the situation that happened and that we're talking about here. But, you know, really, we use all kinds of software to fuel our business, whether it's payment processors, whether it's course software, even web hosts and web designers at different times. We've all heard the stories of people holding hostage things. Like I want to talk today about what are some of the things you can do and how building a network and relationships really help in this because, you know, we can find ourselves in these situations at any point. So what can you give us a little quick overview about your situation?
1: Yeah, so just a little bit of background. I have a program that teaches the business side of running a web design business for web designers. I've been in business since 2016. I started doing freelance web design, and I think I found like... Back in the day, I'm like, oh, I need some invoicing software. Like, cool. There's this thing called FreshBooks. Oh my gosh, I don't need like a merch. I don't need to like go to my local bank and like set up an account to process payments. I can just like integrate with one of these companies and they'll just collect the money for me and put it in my bank account in a couple of days. Like, (laughs) this is amazing. Like, talk about just making it so easy for us to get online and do business. And so that's really. Because before that, like, I did all the e-commerce stuff at my day job, and like working with those big (laughs) payment processors and the reporting and the merchant accounts. I mean, it was just a jumbled mess, and it was kind of part of the reason I hated that job anyway.
0: (laughs) And it's very (laughs) confusing. All of that too. So, it is a lot. And there's
1: PCI compliance, and there's so much that goes into credit card processing that. I think it's a beautiful thing that so many companies are like, we need to like make this accessible to the average entrepreneur. And so in my web design business, when I was doing freelance web design, I was setting up these tools for people, integrating them, setting up WooCommerce shops and just all of these incredible tools. And it's just like, in just a few clicks, you're ready to like process payments and and all of these things. And so for you know my evolution was freelance web designer to mentor and coach and for the past however many years i've been running the web designer academy we have students on payment plans i launch it every so often and i had a situation occur where i could no longer use the payment processor that i um had relied on for 8 years and like Sandra said, I detailed that. And all of what happened in that podcast episode, it was abrupt. It was unexpected. And, and your business
0: is tied into that.
1: I mean... My business is tied into it. <laughs> my livelihood, I have... Payment, all of that. I have employees that I have to pay payroll to every two weeks. And so it was a very, very, very scary... To have happened in my business, and it really had me questioning like my ability to run my business in the future, for
0: sure, yeah, and that is really the crux of this is that we rely and we trust on all of these companies and the software, and when something goes awry, it's unexpected. I mean, there are even in social media, right? Instagram is one of the biggest that gets hacked. And then your whole account, some people, that's their whole marketing plan, right? I had a client who was hacked. Her account was taken over by Bitcoin people during a launch. And it's like, okay, like, what do you do? Right? So you had this issue and then it goes into what do you do about it mode? You start moving into how do I solve this? Because this big entity, these companies, their number one thing is throwing it back to you, or we're not the problem, you're the problem, right? So let's start talking through some of the ways, if it's any company, that what were some of the steps you took to try and remedy this situation, even from the very beginning? Like, you know, when you reach out to the company and they're like, everything's happening or everything's fine. It's just, we're we're letting things process. How do you even deal with moving through the process when you know something's wrong and they don't yet?
1: Yeah. I will have to say that, first of all, it was like, you're flooded. Like in any situation like that, when something unexpected and scary happens, your body is just like flooded with adrenaline, emo Like, all of these things and upon reflection in hindsight i was not able to think clearly right i thought i was thinking cl- i was just reacting in the moment i'm like okay what do i know how to do like you know if i can just <laughs> if i can just get the right person to hear me and understand me and listen to the words that are coming out of my mouth then of course they'll understand and and this will be resolved. So I, at first, tried to handle it through proper channels on my own in the only way I knew how, which I understand now after talking to my therapist about this, to mm-hmm. other business colleagues, that like that's my trauma response, is to like be a good girl, follow the rules, don't make anyone mad. If you follow all the proper channels, then of course, you'll find the right person in the right place to do the right thing. And if you check all the right boxes and you're nice and you're polite and you don't go outside of that, and then of course people will help you. This will all get resolved and it'll all be fine. So that was my initial reaction to be the good girl and follow the rules and f- go through the appropriate channels and all being
0: like doing that from a place of like
1: self protection
0: and that makes sense because you think, I'll call the company, I'll get this resolved. They'll understand. But then, you know, you end up saying the same thing each time you're calling because you get a new person or you're, you know, that's always my thing. I have, um, I've had an issue where I'm like, please just send me to the same person, right? Like, give me the issue number so we can hash this out. But I think when we deal with these bigger businesses too, we don't realize like they've got... Scripts in place of how they handle things and how they answer things. So they are responding off of a script. We're responding emotionally. So we almost, you know, I love the fact that you said like you reacted first, but there is like a strategic way to go about this in getting help and reaching out further because they're scripted for sure.
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. And then like once I start to have the realization, I'm like, oh, they know exactly what I'm saying, and this is still the answer. Then I started to be like, okay, now what? And so this is very unlike me, which I think is a, is something that I like I hope are your listeners here, hear me when I say this. Normally I would just try to deal with it on my own. Like I would just keep, I would Google, I would research, I would try to find all of the solutions myself. And I have a colleague that I'm in a mastermind with and she has said to me, she's like, you know, you can reach out to me anytime you need anything, no matter what's going on. And I was like, if now is not the time to just, (laughs) I don't know if this person can help me. I don't know that she has any expertise or anything to guide me. I just know that I just need to Not try to handle this on my own. And so I texted her and she was like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry this happened to you. And here's what I recommend that you do in this situation. And I was still in my like, oh, I have to be a good girl and be nice and play by the rules. And if I do that, I'm afraid that that will like make them mad. And- Make but it. How much worse, worse is it going to get? <laughs> right, right. Well, yeah. And in that moment, when you're so like, like, flooded with fear, and like, you know, you're like, oh, it could get worse, because at this point, this situation was like business threatening. You know, like mm-hmm. I have team to take care of, and all of these things. And this is where th- my mind was so flooded at that time. That's I was just in like high alert mode. And so she specifically recommended, hey, like, if this is touching your money. Like disconnect your bank account, go close your bank account, go drive to the bank, call the bank and close the account and file a police report. And I was like, that feels a little like aggressive. To me, it felt like unsafe to do that. (laughs) Extreme, like extreme. But now I would say if anything's touching your money at all ever, do those things immediately. Absolutely or any sort of, I don't know, violation, I guess you would say.
0: Yeah, totally. Because and we forget ex- that. Yeah, because there is a set of laws that sometimes we feel outside of these things being online business owners, but so much can happen. And if you were a brick and mortar, you would do certain things because you Absolutely. see it a certain way. Just because we're online, we feel like we're floating in a different sphere. when really we're dealing with the same companies the same instances that can happen
1: yeah like something somebody violating your online space or stealing from you online or breaking into something you own online is literally the same thing as like a physical thing and we don't think about it that way because it's like faceless and whatever but but it is and you can file a police report you can absolutely call your local <laughs> local law enforcement and file a report and i had somebody come out and speak with me and gather all of the information and do a preliminary investigation and then yeah and so it was just like oh okay when you start to actually reach outside of yourself and not try to solve everything yourself like you can get a lot farther faster
0: Yeah. And we talk a lot here about relationship building and the importance of networks and how our women or men, friends, really get us through in a lot of ways. And this is one of those times where it's so important to have those relationships, not just when you're like, what should I charge? I can't decide. I need somebody to bounce off of. Like, I need somebody who's thinking rationally, not emotionally right? Not that you were being irrational, but you're so oh, emotionally I being irrational. <laughs>
1: <laughs> when you're flooded with that many chemicals in a triggering traumatic situation, your brain is not able to process. It's only fight or flight. And I was in freeze, right? So I was in like, I was actually in the fawn fear response, right? Which is the people pleasing fear response. So I needed to speak with someone who was not in any kind of fear response. And get their rational, clear-minded thinking to help me take action and move forward. And even the quote-unquote right actions felt threatening and scary in that moment until my nervous system calmed down to the point where I was like, okay, I can go do these things.
0: And I also think that we've got to remember that the relationships we build each person has their own network as well. So you might not know everyone in all your relationships f- spheres, but putting that word out there, someone knows somebody who had an instance or somebody does this in their as their line of work and can help like it's beyond who you are now. When asking for help, I'm doing air quotes everyone, is like the hard thing sometimes but you've got to put your issue out there. So your network is there for you. I mean, I feel like that's a huge piece in relationship building. Like when the shit hits the fan, people are there for you.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I have historically been really not great at asking for help. I love giving help. I love connecting other people with other people. And it has been, you know, and when people are always like, what can I do for you? I'm like, oh, I'm good. I don't need anything. I'm fine. And then I have this situation happen where I'm like, I don't know where to turn. And I'm just going to tell everybody I know like, hey, here's the deal. Any advice you have for me, anybody you know, I don't even know what to do next. And I was connected in like the most random way to an attorney that happened to know exactly what to do in this situation. And so I made a list after all of that happened. And I was like, I actually spoke to and sought counsel and advice from 50 different people during that situation. And after the first couple of days of me being like, no, no, I know better I know better of what to do. I'm not going to do these things. That like broke me wide open to thinking that like I knew better. I was just like, actually, no, I don't. And I'm going to take under advisement every single thing everybody's telling me, not from a place of like, I don't trust myself to make the right decisions, but from a place of like, I have tunnel vision when it comes to like my business, my experiences, all of these things. And there are so many people with diverse experiences, perspectives, relationships, connections, backgrounds that like I could never possibly know. There's multiple ways to handle any situation. Why not give myself the opportunity to find out all of them and then make a decision with way more information than just what's in my head or I can Google?
0: Yeah. And I I think too that we forget that people really want the best for us, right? The people around us want to support us. And so they're saying things out of their knowledge, wanting to help and directing you to people, bringing new people into your sphere based on that as well. So it takes a minute though, when you're in it. I mean, everything, this whole conversation is about if you're in it and your reaction versus rational responses type of thing.
1: Yeah, for sure. Like when you're in it, it really is like, it's so acute. You're just trying to like stop the bleeding of whatever's happening and then really trying to like calm down enough to make a rational decision. I remember when I met with the attorney that I ended up hiring, she was like, I don't want you to worry about this anymore. That's my job. And I was like, oh my goodness, like, Like what a weight off of my shoulders. (laughs) Like." Yeah, I'm like, ah, this is exactly the person I didn't know I needed. I wasn't saying to anybody, like, can you connect me with an attorney who's just gonna like handle this, like, take all the emotional weight off of my shoulders so that I can continue to run my business and swap out the back end tech and navigate all of what is ahead of me so I can focus on this part and she'll handle that. Like, I didn't know what I needed but like my friends knew what i needed my colleagues my network knew what i needed
0: definitely and you know that is a a great recommendation in having a lawyer who will do that for you and take that allow you to exhale really yeah for sure and there's so much to this you know like i said we this can happen with so many different tools where your business can get locked up and we are reliant Uh, my listeners on technology to run our business. So, you know, what were some of the things you did? I know that you had, you mentioned already that you had disconnected your account from one place, but like, how do you start over? You know, like you had an existing membership, which we'll talk about more in a little bit, but existing customers in the pipeline, like That is even nerve-wracking. Like, how do I communicate that to my customers that something's gone awry? You know, I've had to do this in certain instances with clients of mine where we're like, don't listen to what's going on. Only listen from our communication, right? Or So talk to us a little bit about that process of kind of rebuilding yourself back to a place of security. Yeah, for sure. I mean, the first
1: thing we did was communicate with our paying customers to say, Hey, this is what's going on. And we're stopping any future subscription payments from you until we get this resolved. And I did that on video with me talking to them because when, you know, and I assured them that their personal information was not compromised. And I wanted them to like, because online stuff is so shady, I wanted them to hear it coming out of my mouth and see, (laughs) see me actually telling them. And that we would be requesting, we didn't know what we were going to do, but once we figured it out, that we would be asking them to all re-up individually and start like their new subscription payments again in the future. And that freebie for them, like they didn't have to pay until we got it figured out. That was the first thing we did is communicate with our customers Because that was the most important thing was to like preserve that relationship and their trust. And then in my situation, I'm a web designer. So, you know, I'm a developer. I know how to like build all of these things on the back end, but I needed to figure out okay, well, how am I going to process payments now going forward? And the same friend that was like, shut down your bank account, file a police report. She was like, have you considered a merchant account? And I was like, what is that? I don't even know what that is.
0: Right. I think that's that's for like like like, brick and mortar stores.
1: Right. Right. So banks, like banks that are FDIC insured, meaning that the, the deposits are insured, you know, many banks offer the ability for you to have business merchant accounts with them and that like also have credit card processing capabilities, your actual credit card, like the money is insured the moment it's collected. Didn't know that it wasn't with these other third-party processing companies that, you know, it's not really covered until it gets into your bank account. But from the moment it's collected with a merchant account, it's covered. But you have to fill out an application. You have to be approved. Your business has to have been around for a certain period of time. So not anyone can just go set up a merchant account. There's like a whole process. So I went to my local regional bank here that I've been banking with forever and met with their Talk to a human. Talked to a human. Literally went in the <laughs> got office. Got in person sat a with desk, someone. <laughs> talked to Patrick. He was fantastic. <laughs> And he walked me through getting all of this set up and sitting in his office, he was like, oh, let me introduce you to so-and-so in the online payments processing side. So she can talk to you about how we integrate this with your website. And I'm like, this is one of the reasons why it's so hard for online businesses to work with Traditional banks. And I think this is such a huge opportunity for traditional banks. If anyone out there is listening to solve this problem for us, but to speak with that person about how to like connect my merchant account to all of my web properties and to get connected with their other security people so that, you know, I have ACH protections, right? So, like when people are drafting money out of your account, you have to pre approve that. Mm -hmm. all of these things. So he introduces me to all these people. We get all that figured out. And then I have to figure out how to reverse engineer payment processing on the back end of my website. So thankfully, I'm a web designer, but it's really great to have a good relationship with a web designer on your team if something like this were to happen so that they can guide you through this process. I was fortunate enough that I didn't have to like move platforms, right? Like I could still maintain my current website. I just had to switch out like how I was taking payments and then some, rebuild some automations on the back end. which under different circumstances was a really fun project. If I'm gonna like pick up what happened, <laughs> yeah. if I'm when gonna pick t- up why I had to do it, I got to use my problem solving brain. I got to like, it was like I was working for a, a client. But that part, I'm not going to lie. It was kind of fun in hindsight. Um, but, But I had to solve all of these different problems. And I needed the clarity to be able to do that. And I needed someone else handling the other big issue that was out of my wheelhouse doing that for me while I worked on all of the technical side of it. And it cost me a lot of money. In terms of hiring an attorney, rebuilding the back end of my business, uh, the downtime, like of lost
0: the, wages,
1: right? lost payments, all of those things, and that was really, really challenging. And it was unexpected. And I think that one of the silver linings, I guess I would say, is that like our community, all of our students, like every single one of them, like upped the moment I had had it ready for them. It was incredible. And when you're honest with people and you're like telling them what's going on, then instead of trying to hide the mess or whatever, like people, they're right there for you.
0: And that's the biggest fear. I mean, even with switching platforms or things, you know, you're like, oh, if I stop the payment, they're not going to come back on a subscription-based exactly. type of thing. So kudos to you for building that and communicating that. It's so huge to have that relationship in there. But these kind of things can happen to any of us at any point. And that's really the piece is build the relationship with your audience. Number one, build the relationship outside for yourself, your own support, so you can seek help with people. And ask for help and take it so that you can respond to a situation without emotion to be able to implement yeah, the next step.
1: For sure. And I and I think like also if you can once it's happened and you're in it and you know you have to deal with it, then it's kind of like, okay, how can we get creative? Like maybe what we were doing or what we were using, we did it for a reason, but maybe we get to have fun with this. Maybe there's an opportunity here we didn't see. Maybe this is causing us pain in the moment, but there'll be something good that comes out of it on the other side. And if you can kind of get yourself out of this, like, woe is me, this is happening, this is hard, this shouldn't have happened, which definitely, like, be there as long as you need, because I think it's important to process that and talk to your friends and your family and your your therapist. In my case, <laughs> definitely. But then just being like, okay, how can I use this? Like, there's creativity in here. Like, I might have to solve this problem in a way that I never planned on solving. I may not be able to use this platform anymore. I might have to do something else. I might have to. Show up for my community in a completely different way. In the meantime, if I can't, like, you know, if say my course platform was compromised and we can't use it, or whatever the situation may be, how can you just show up creatively and serve while you're solving the problem? Because it's just gonna, you can't sustain from the energy of like fear and worry and anxiety. You have to shift into like, showing up and serving and solving and bringing people along with you instead of trying to like present this like everything's okay nothing's going on here (laughs) like (laughs) be creative and show up and and be honest and more good will come out
0: of it than if it never happened agreed and when you're in it and making these shifts you know, sometimes in, in, when we're planning a launch, let's say, we get hung up on the, the start, the end, like everything, <laughs> we've mapped it out, we're going to follow the plan. But like, nothing really goes wrong if we close the card a week later. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, we shift everything a week out, or maybe one of the lives is the week of a holiday or something, and we just plan around it. Like, in our minds, we feel like, we make the perfect plan. But the reality is if things need to shift, they can as you're getting things you know, righted, you're ship righted. So I think you saying that is such an important piece. And one thing I've learned throughout my career as a web designer and digital strategist is there is more than one way to do everything in this world of online business there's this tool and it does this you know you're you're always trying to find the tool that works best for you and your situation and has the most amount of elements that serve you but that doesn't mean it can't happen another way and i think you know you and i in this industry are sort of privy to some of that because we have tried different tools so you know it's important to share with all of the entrepreneurs that there's always more than one way to go about things and tool different tools to use so Although it's a crappy situation to have to untie the knot, we can set it back up with a bow. Yeah, absolutely. The knot
1: can always be untied. Like, even having to use like a merchant account and like tools that are really meant for like brick and mortar retail and a little bit of online business, but not online business the way we run our online businesses. I was able to construct a way to seamlessly be able to collect payments. And it's so like, there have been benefits. I'm like, oh, I actually have better insight into some of my data than the tool that I was using before and all of those things. But yeah, I think it is really cool that like, have both of us like being on the inside to be like, there's always a way. There's always (laughs) a way to figure out how to do this, how to like, get these systems talking to each other or mm-hmm. whatever needs to happen. And so, yeah, I just feel like that's the beautiful thing too. Like just as it was so beautiful back in 2016 to be like, I can take payments online, like with a credit card, th- with this invoice and it's just going to go into my bank account. And that was so magical. Now, just knowing that there are like, our other alternatives and solutions when shit hits the fan, like to be able to solve those problems makes it less
0: devastating when
1: that thing happens to in the moment. Yeah.
0: And I think we all have to be aware. Awareness is really what this whole conversation is about because this doesn't happen all the time with all right. of these platforms, right? Like many of us go on our merry way, but You've got to know and hear other people's stories about what could be possible, so that if something goes wrong for you, you like we all now know, listening to your story to act on the first clue that something yes. happened, right? Like for me, it would be it's easier to disconnect the bank account and close it, and reopen one in another week and set it back up than to go through the months of. Anxiety and angst and trauma in that, you know, like this is really all about awareness. And it doesn't mean don't use this product, don't use that. It's really about knowing that in this digital world, anything can happen.
1: (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. And like, I would not tell anybody to go out and change what you're doing right now. That is not at all my message. I think if it like, just be aware, pay attention. Keep your eye on things and just like you said, don't hesitate to act in the moment. Don't hesitate to reach out for help. Hit it head on. If your initial first reaction is to like be the girl and not rock the boat, notice that (laughs) and then like go do the uncomfortable thing anyway. (laughs) Like (laughs) (laughs) so yeah. You know, because I think there is also an opportunity cost to going to change things that don't need to be changed in the moment.
0: And listen, we should not be acting out of fear in our business. Exactly. And again, these stories that we share are about being aware and knowing and empowering you to know. I mean, you've enumerated so many steps that we can take if something does happen to go awry, whether it's this or something else, right? These ideas apply across the board. Acting out of fear is never a good place to be. So this is about awareness and being able to, you know, I think you bring up a a really excellent point there too, of like watching what's happening. So many people are like, I don't look at my bill. I don't, whatever. Right. Like you got to see what's being charged or that notification came in. What does that mean? You don't know. Well, investigate, right. All of those pieces to just be aware of what's happening and what's transpiring in your business.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I, I mean your podcast is the long game, right? And if we are going to be in business for the long game, something is going not technical or whatever, but you're going to have challenging situations that are unexpected that you didn't see coming in who knows what area of business or life and navigating that on your own is just I advise against that wholeheartedly <laughs> like loop your network in your colleagues in let other people help you just yeah i yeah, can your people shout that
0: from the rooftops more yeah lean on your people i love that message all right so let's take a shift to something else though really quick because majority of my audience have courses and memberships so i always like to ask my guests who have a course or a membership to tell us something unique that they do inside. So tell us something unique that you do inside Web Designer Academy that engages people or is a new way of presenting information that maybe doesn't happen everywhere.
1: Yeah, I think one of the things that I love the most about our program is that like, you know, of course, we're teaching like business and marketing and packages and pricing and all of these things for web designers. We actually don't teach web design skills, which is funny. (laughs) I'm like, I should change the name of this sometime, but like, it's probably not going to change. But one of the things that we do is we have people like submit the stuff that they have created to market their business or... We call it submitting for review, right? So they have a Google Doc and maybe they make a Loom video and they're like, here's what I'm thinking. And then they submit that with a form and then myself and our other client success coach, we actually review that and give you feedback. And we're like, oh, hey, here's where you've checked all the boxes on the strategy. Here's where I see a little mind trash going on and here's some things to consider to implement. So like in a lot of other online courses and group coaching programs, sometimes like we are just like implementing without feedback. And I think one Mm -hmm. of the things that really helps our community like have the most impact quickly is that they're not just like implementing with all their own blind spots and mind trash. Like we can kind of see like, Oh, interesting how you implemented this. Like may let's get some coaching on that. And hear some other things to think about so we really are able at a group scale like at a larger scale to give personalized results or personalized attention Mm -hmm. without you having to come at a certain time to a coaching call and us having to come to a certain time to a coaching call it's like all very asynchronous yeah and flexible because i don't know about you But we're all busy running businesses and serving clients and living life and being with our family. And the less things on my calendar, the better. And so that's how (laughs) we like to run our program.
0: I love that because that is so individualized to each person as well and their own business. And that's really going to lead them to success along the way using the different teaching models that you have within the academy. So... So great. And it goes back to one of the things I'm always touting about memberships is you've got to engage with people individually and hold them accountable to their outcome in some way. That's really where the success lies. Community and accountability are what make subscription, membership type businesses successful in the long game. So,
1: Yeah, for sure. And that helps us as the course creator and the coach and the mentor see where like if people are showing up doing the same thing in a way we don't intend over and over and over again that's an opportunity for us to be like oh we need to shift how we're talking about this teaching this give them a tool give them a resource it helps us just as much as it helps them make sure that that we're in alignment with everything so it's one of my favorite Features of our program.
0: Yeah. And really, it's you making sure you're providing what's needed by the members and the students along the way. Absolutely. Amazing. Well, Shannon, I want to thank you so much for being here and sharing your story and sharing your wisdom on and your emotion on how to handle this. And, you know, because we're all in the same boat, you know, we're all in the big world Wide web boat. In this. And, um, you know, it's good to know the negatives and the positives and how we can navigate through all of that. So I really want to thank you so much for coming here today and also dropping some wisdom on membership sites.
1: Well, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. All right,
0: everyone. We will see you next week. Thanks for joining me today. You can access more information, links mentioned in this episode, and the show notes at thelonggamepodcast.net. If today's show connected with you in some way, please share it with your friends or hop on and leave a review. Both of these make a really big difference. All right, until next time, keep playing the long game.